Alright, welcome everybody on a Tuesday, the first show of 2022. Happy New Year, everybody. Trash Talk Tony Rowski is underway with yours truly. It's great to have you in here on the show this week. Joining me today, I've got Graham Richards and Tyler Sawa with me. Gentlemen, thanks for stopping by. Hope all is well. Happy New Year. Let's get into the program. Like I said, the first show of 2022. Let's start the year off with a bang. But as always, let's begin with our introductions. Let's start with Grant. Hi, Grant. You know, it's been a while since we have had Grant on the pod. So, Grant, how are you? How was your holiday and new year? And as always, Tyler, do you want to take it away for me since Mike isn't here to do it? How was your sports betting well, through a couple weeks span? Yeah, there's guess, a, there's a lot to cover here. There's <laughs> a lot we need to get into. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> Christmas season, holiday season, New Year's season. You know, had a great time, uh, just enjoying it with family, friends, you know, but um, no, I can't complain. I had a great time just living life, watching way too much football. Like, yeah. Just been loving life doing that. I'm going to miss bowl season like oh. I always do. But, uh, you know, Tony, I sent it through the group chat earlier. Since I've been on, the Raiders are on a three-game win streak. So uh, whatever happens Sunday, just keep that in mind. And, well, uh, well, I... well, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I think the coin is more responsible for this than you actually being on the show. I mean, Tyler's here, and the Raiders didn't lose on Sunday. True. That is that is two really good points, and the coin has only been wrong once. Which, it's going to be wrong twice. Even if it, it's gonna, it better be wrong twice. <laughs> um, for those that don't know, the Raiders drew the Sunday night slate against the Chargers, win and in. It to we, the AFC wild card. And we should also clarify what the coin is in case no one knows what the coin is. Do you want to explain the coin? Yeah, so before the season, somebody on Reddit, I guess, uh, Raiders flipped Reddit. a coin for – No, it's, it's he did it for every team. <laughs> what? He did every game. And so, he, so for every game, this guy flipped a coin to determine the outcome of the game. Like the home team was heads, the away team was tails or whatever. And oh. he's been wrong on a lot of them. But he has been correct on the coin. Excuse me. The coin has been correct on 15 out of 16 Raider games. The only one he got wrong was the Raiders beating the Chiefs, which, I mean, coins mess up. <laughs> but uh, he does have the Chargers selected to win uh, this Sunday night. But I'm hoping with the rescheduling of the game, they kind of mix up the coins mojo. And, you know, if it's wrong once, it can be wrong twice. It's not perfect anymore. So uh, let's hope we get this win. But uh, just moving on from that, my sports betting has actually been pretty what pretty good. Um, we've been yeah. we're hitting some of our bigger bets. Yeah. Uh, I think we're on a three week winning streak. Oh yeah! And uh, carrying on, <laughs> Pollitt topped off by the Raiders win yesterday, which solidified yet another week. I think that's all the questions, Tony. How is your sports yes, betting? Week that is all the weeks? questions. Before I get into my sports betting. I didn't realize the coin was for everybody. I thought that was just a Raiders thing. I thought someone on Raiders Reddit was the one doing this. He so, posted it to the Raiders Reddit at like week 10 ah, when it was still perfect. Ah. And everyone was like, oh my God. But he's, you don't show some people as you see on, as we're starting to see more and more on Twitter, some people don't show their losses. And uh, he wasn't really <laughs> making it known that he had. That that coin was not all powerful. Yeah, it took the Cardinals a while to post that final score. <laughs> uh, but I gotta, I gotta find out if this coin was uh, correct on the two Lions wins of the season. That's going to be a little 
interesting to discover. But nonetheless, my sports betting. Uh, we are on complete fire. We are on a five-week winning streak, and 12 out of the last 13 weeks have been winning weeks. Me and Grant are rolling right now, and we absolutely love to see it. <laughs> now, uh, Grant, I do quickly want to talk about your Raiders, though, because they are worth talking about for uh, about a minute here. You know, listen, for as much junk as me and Tyler have talked about the Raiders, both coming into the season and throughout the season, Grant, I gotta give credit where it's due, because there has been a lot of off-the-field issues with the Raiders this year, and for as much news that has been surrounding this team throughout the year, they still have a chance to get into the playoffs. I mean, they control their own destiny. It's win and they're in. And they play at home on Sunday night against the Chargers. So for as much off the field issues as there's been this year for the Raiders, they're still in it. And they have a chance to still get into the playoffs. I will tip my cap and give credit where it's due. It is absolutely deserved for your Vegas Raiders. And I got to give a shout out to our guy, Derek Carr. I've always believed in Derek Carr. You will know that. You will know that. I've always been a Derek Carr guy. And it seems like more people are starting to, I, I guess, appreciate Derek Carr for seeing what he has done this season. And it seems like more people are starting to realize what me and you have been saying for a while regarding Carr and the Raiders. Derek Carr is a guy that you can win with in this league. I'll, I'll piggyback I mean, off that it. a little bit too. Whoa! I'll piggyback off that. I'll piggyback off that a little bit. I still don't think the Raiders are a great football team. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not trying to make this sound kind way of to, way to that's fair. I'm, on our Raiders I'm not, party I'm, here. I'm, I'm not trying to make this sound contradicting. Like I like they're obviously having a very very. The Raiders suck. No, they don't <laughs> suck. They have nine wins right now, which is just beyond me. It's a fluke. Uh, coming in, <laughs> I'm not saying it's a fluke. You just lucky. You just mentioned all the adversity that they have gone through this year, and it, it might be the most adversity I've ever seen from one single team in a single season, and it's just unbelievable with the drastic changes that they've had. You know, you had a starting corner go out, a starting receiver go out, your starting head coach go out. I mean, you lost so much. It's There's been a lot of stuff going a on. A lot of you're still issues. You're still in this thing. And it's crazy that they have, they're, you know, like you said it, the destiny's in their hands. I mean, they, if they win this game, they're in the playoffs, and – the AFC is not a joke either. There's so many good teams in the no, AFC. Yeah. And there's a lot of good teams that are already ruled out that are going to miss the playoffs this year. Like the Browns, the Ravens, um, the Dolphins are another one. Like there's good teams that are not making the playoffs this year because the AFC is not a joke of a, you know, a conference. So no. for the Raiders to be in the position that they are right now and, you know, have a opportunity to win on Sunday versus the Chargers and, you know, kind of control their own dynasty and make the playoffs – I mean, that's unbelievable. So, um, do I think they'll win? I'll cheer for the Raiders, but oh, oh. I, I don't know. I don't know if they win the game. But oh. regardless, re regardless of what happens this year, I think it's just been a super impressive year. So the, I, I will say I was wrong because I did not see this. I thought they had a top ten pick lock this year. My name is Tyler Sawa, and I will openly be rooting for my guy Justin Herbert on Sunday. Oh. I do have a Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert T-shirt. Ah, so. that was a brutal text this morning. Tyler's like, Grant, just so you know, gotta ride with my boy Herbert. And I was like, you know what? I did not Tyler, say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it has been no, it's been a tumultuous season and heart heart stopping games. Just about every single one has been like, oh my god, are we doing this again? And 
I don't know. Like, whatever happens, this was a success of a season. Um, I, I would like to piggyback really quickly just on Derek Carr. Like, not many quarterbacks can get you up and down the field as consistently as he has with the game on the line or to take the lead. Like, he makes mistakes during the game. I'll admit it. He's not perfect. But, or, like, he's not elite at this time. Like, he threw two picks yesterday that probably could have been avoided. But when it comes crunch time, there's very few quarterbacks I'd want more than him. I'm not saying he's elite, but what I am saying is, I've been saying this for years now, Grant knows this, but I think you can win in this league with Derek Carr. And I don't think the Raiders are in the position that they are in right now with a chance to go to the playoffs, despite everything that has happened this year. They can get into the playoffs with a win at home on Sunday night. I don't think they're in this position without Derek Carr. I really I don't. Agree. I, I agree with that as well. I just I, I don't know what to think of Derek Carr. Like, I, I, I agree with you guys. I think he's a good quarterback. But, like, when we get into, like, the quarterback tiers, you know, like, I always, always see, like, pictures yeah, of like, yeah. quarterback tiers. I don't know where to properly put Derek Carr because I'm, like, uh, with Grant. I don't think he's elite with, like, the Mahomes and Rodgers. E- I don't either. But is he in the same, like, tier of, like, okay, so, like, this is, like, my tier two, personally. And tell me if you think Derek Carr fits the criteria. I have, like, Stafford and, like, Justin Herbert, like, tier two. Does Derek Carr go into that tier, you think, or is he a tier below that? Uh, I mean, I would put Derek Carr in the between 10 and 15 range, probably. So, okay. I mean, as of right now, what we've seen the last three weeks, he hasn't had Waller. We've been missing the fastest receipt, one of the fastest receivers in the league since like early in the season. And he's still been really getting it done. Like, I, I, I don't think 10, 10 to 15 is egregious, but I kind of put him at that tier two when he has his targets. Like right now it's, it's sweet baby Hunter and it's sweet baby Hunter. I mean, <laughs> Zay Jones had a monster day yesterday, but it's been Hunter Renfro. It's been the Hunter Renfro show. And I'm not saying like that's it. a bad thing because Hunter Renfro <laughs> is an incredible route runner. We love Hunter but Renfro. Sweet baby. Sweet baby. Sweet baby Hunter. But with all of his with all of his targets kind of missing right now, it's hard to put him higher than that 10 to 15 range. Yeah, and especially for – that's why I wasn't really big on the Raiders. Of their skill position players just even coming into the season, I didn't really like him as much. And now you're even more depleted without Darren Waller and then – you know, coming into the season, you guys had Henry Ruggs, who was the guy who was going to stretch the field for you as well, and I liked him coming out. Um, and you, you have two of those guys right now. Not on your, oh, Henry Ruggs is not even on your football team right now for, you know, you know why. And then Darren Waller um, is injured right now. And yeah, so. Expected to play. Expected yeah, so, to play Sunday. Ooh. So, like, it was already a, a team of a skill position-wise. I wasn't really high on coming into the year, and then you kind of took away some guys, and they're still finding ways to win games. And impressive games for Good football teams, especially the Colts in yeah, so Indy, in say, Cleveland, in Dallas. Like you got some monster wins this year. Yep. Yeah, and I was just gonna say, yeah, they're just their last win. Um, yesterday, the time of this recording, uh, in Indy, that was really impressive. Hey, I I always give credit where it's due. I think it's absolutely due for the Raiders, win or lose on Sunday night. But forget that coin. Go Raiders. <laughs> you know that kind of ruins it. It, it kind of ruins it for me that I know the. Coin does it for every game now. I thought this was just a Raiders right, thing. Right, well. right. I thought it was just a Raiders thing. I gotta see if this. Coin I'm gonna have to look is... into it, but I'm 95% sure that was every team. I, I, like, I again, just an NFL thing, man. That's like kind of disappointing. 
I thought this was just like a that must take a lot of time to flip that coin for every game. Goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how many times do you think it's been wrong now? Because I thought like that thing was. I'm uh, I'm really curious to see how they did for the Lions. I thought that thing was a genius. I'm like, oh my god. Seriously, I thought the Raiders. I thought it was just a Raiders coin person. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, that person. That person rules. But now I'm like, eh. It kind of defeats the whole purpose. Yeah, it got lucky. You had thirty-two <laughs> chances to get, to click on one of them. It's like uh, this is uh this is how Tyler's thinking of the coin of the Raiders right now. It's like that handshake meme. Raiders coin person, handshake. They're both getting lucky this year. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> the Raiders have been lucky, and the coin has been lucky. All right, <laughs> let's move. I really quickly, just want to say I did scroll through that guy's Reddit. Uh, his page and I can't find the mention of the coin flip so that might have been a different post where someone else did it but oh. if you go through his reddit he uh he only has the Raiders posting right now oh so maybe yeah, I'm because... maybe I'm incorrect and we can cut all no, that well, maybe I, I, maybe it is just I, the Raiders thing that no ah. ma- maybe I think I think Grant Jeez. was onto something. I think I, I think the guy just found out that he's only right with the Raiders, so he probably eliminated every other team because <laughs> he was I'm getting wrong on every other with team. these other teams <laughs> Gotta and post your and losses. Got, <laughs> oh, and he's got true. all these Raiders. He's got all these Raiders fans involved now, and you know he knows no other NFL fan base cares. So he honestly just made a smart business move right there. I feel like. <laughs> all right, let's move off the Raiders talk here. Let's get into our final introduction. Tyler Sawa. Hi, Tyler. How are you? How was your holiday? And uh, final Lions game of the season coming up on Sunday at home against the Packers. Are you kind of sad that the season's about to be over for the Lions? Or are you kind of like me where, uh, you know, I'm kind of feeling like, you know, it's been fun over the last month, but uh, I'm ready for some playoff football. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm not going to miss this season. Oh. I'm ready for playoff football. <laughs> this was like a season, like, nah, I don't know how to say it. Like, I was excited that the Lions were actually back this season. But, like, I wasn't, like, ever really into it, as I would say, as, like, in previous seasons. Well, that's like, fair. I, I, it's a rebuilding I think it was just, year. you know, just to stay the rebuild and all the COVID cases. So, yeah, I just, I don't know. It wasn't the same for me this season compared to other seasons. And I had, I had that expectation coming into the season. So, that's probably why. So, no, I'm absolutely with you. I'm with. I'm ready for, you know, NFL playoff football. You know, let's see what happens there. And then, you know what, I'm ready for afterwards. Oh, you know, you know, you know what? I'm, I'm actually glad you brought that up because I've been thinking about this over the last few days. You know what? I'm starting to get a little bit of an itch for baseball. Baseball. That's, I'm, I'm getting there, man. I'm getting close. <sighs> yeah, well. Especially when you have a team that, like, you know, yeah. that's going to compete or you have expectations now. Like, yeah. that that's when it makes it all fun. Yeah. If we have baseball. I don't know if the two sides are uh, feeling the same way, but I, <laughs> that's neither here or there. So, uh, but other than that, you're doing good, Tyler. Holiday oh, yeah. and the Hol- New Year were good. Holiday was How was your New, New Year's, Year's Eve? <laughs> well, I mean. You know, like, I'm not a huge, like, I, I okay. Well, <laughs> I can't even sugarcoat this. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm trying to say, like, I'm not as big of a college football fan as I am compared yeah. to, like, professional sports, but, like, that hurt, man. We got mm. we got our butt whooped. I was going to say another word, but we got our butt whooped, man. I mean, it wasn't nice. It was really demoralizing right right from the get-go, too, dude. They scored a touchdown on the first drive, George. I know we're going to get into the game. But yeah, like, we'll get into demoral- it in a second here. Just a demoralizing uh, effort of, you know, Especially waiting the whole month because that's how college football is. They make you a whole month for this game. You're all anticipated, excited. 
uh, I had a feeling we were going to lose a game. I told you this in our last show, but I didn't expect it to come in this fashion. I, I, I thought Michigan was going to cover. Uh, <laughs> if Eli was here, and I, I did text him before the show if we could uh, get an audio message from him, but he didn't respond because um, he he, he kind of called it. <laughs> he he kind of called it. He said he was going to gloat about it, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I was not expecting that. I, I really wasn't, but I, I will ask though, Grant. How was your New Year's Eve? <laughs> um, just like I'm one to look at things as a whole, but uh, from that Michigan game, let's just say it went all downhill. Um, I said I was going to outpace Michigan's points with drinks, <laughs> and I did, and I made it to New Year's, and then uh, I did not make it much longer. Let's just say that. So kicked off 2022 with a bang. Oh, all right. Well, with that, let's get into the program. Uh, gentlemen, Oof. good to have you in here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Let's just let's just waste no more time. Let's get right into it. Um, now, before we get into Michigan, I will tease next week's show because I did bring up the Lions a few minutes ago. Uh, next week, since the Lions season is about to end, next week's program, we'll do our kind of our final thoughts on the Lions season and also look ahead towards the NFL playoffs. But that's for next week's show. Let's focus on this week. And, yeah, I've only really got one topic today, and that's going to be Michigan's loss in the college football playoff semifinal to Georgia. Uh, I'm, I'm not trying to roast. Like, I, I'm, ser- I'm seriously not trying to roast. Because, listen, my team, when we got to the playoff against an SEC team, we didn't do so well either, <laughs> okay? Like, we're even here, okay? We're even. I'm not trying to roast. I'm really not. But, yeah, that <laughs> I, I, I you, you know that wasn't good. We all know that wasn't good. I mean, that game was over during the first quarter. And I have seen a lot of people after the game talk about whether or not this has been a successful season or not for Michigan because of that performance against Georgia in the playoff I thought that was interesting that's why I want to talk about today because if you remember a couple shows ago we we spent a topic talking about how it's been a successful season for both Michigan and Michigan States specifically regarding Michigan we all agreed that regardless of what happened in this playoff game against Georgia we thought regardless it was going to be a successful season for Michigan but now that we know what happened in that in that playoff game against Georgia, I think it's worth having this conversation again today. So let's talk about it. Is it still a successful season for Michigan after the playoff loss in the Orange Bowl to Georgia? Again, it was not pretty at all. <laughs> that game was over in the first quarter. It was very clear early on that Georgia was the better team. There's no denying that. However... Even as a Michigan State fan, I said it when we did the previous episode talking about this, and I'll say it again right now. I still think it was a successful season for Michigan because even though that playoff game against Georgia wasn't good, you still beat Ohio State, you still went to Indy, won the Big Ten in convincing fashion in that game against Iowa, and you got to the college football playoff. You didn't do well in that game, but guess what? You got there. That's always been the thing that I could really hold on to, I guess, if you will, for my team, Michigan State, when we went to the playoff, because people always used to clown us. Oh, you didn't even score a point against Alabama. Yeah, guess what? At least we went. (laughs) You know, 
again, that game wasn't good, but at least you got there. At least you won the Big Ten. At least you finally beat Ohio State. You did a lot of things this year that I never thought we would see a Jim Harbaugh-Michigan team do. And that's why I still feel like, even though you were completely outplayed and outmatched, honestly, in that game against Georgia, despite that, I still think it was a very successful season for you. The two Michigan fans. Let's ask them. And let's start with Grant, the actual Michigan fan here. <laughs> Grant, after the go playoff Golden game. Grizzlies. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Grant, there was, I did see some talk after the game about whether or not it was still a successful season for Michigan. We have this topic already. We're going to have it again right now, now knowing what happened in that playoff game. Do you still think it was a successful season for Michigan? I mean, like my last show on, we actually talked about it. And I said, I don't care if it's 56 to three. If we score points, I'm happy. Like, I, that was a nearsighted kind of slight to Michigan State, to be completely honest. But it's fair. You, they worked their way up to like a one loss regular season, which they shouldn't have lost, which oh. in itself is, I mean, they had a 16 point lead, is what I'm trying to say. I'm okay. not saying okay. they're the better okay. team, but. They shouldn't have lost that game. They were up 16 points. Um, but, like, they almost went undefeated regular season. They proved themselves as a top-four team in the nation, which they haven't been able to do. And, you know, I mean, like like we've all kind of said, no one really expected a, a route. Like, my entire the entire season has been Georgia's not really a blow-you-out-of-the-water team. They're a get a couple points, get ahead, and then shut you down defensively. So to see that coming was just kind of, I mean, that hurt. But you, again, they went to Indy. They throttled Iowa. They just dominated Ohio State, which have been two of their main goals every year since Harbaugh got here, basically, was, oh, he's the guy that's going to turn the tide. And obviously it took a while, but since it took a while, since you saw that grind, it has to be considered at least some level of success. Like, you can't look... You can't look at Harbaugh worse now than you did at the start of the season. And if you do, then I don't know what to tell you. You you might never be happy. But obviously not the end result we wanted. But, you know, I mean, something to build on. It's experience. Georgia's been there before. Michigan hasn't. Um, it's just kind of one of those things. Like, it's you work your way to getting there. It's never let's win it, I feel like, at least for a first-time team. It's just like, let's get there, let's get our feet in the water, and if we're as good as we've been playing, we should at least have a chance. And I don't know what happened, I don't know if it was coaching, I don't know if it was whatever it was, it didn't work like that. But to answer your question in a long-winded answer, I think this season has to be viewed as a success for Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. I'll tell you what happened that playoff game. The SEC happened. <laughs> it's the same thing that happened in the Alabama-Cincinnati game. Like, it, if Mike was here, he'd just be uh, – he'd kick his seat back and throw his feet up and just love this conversation. But <laughs> that's why the SEC is just different. That's why teams like Alabama and Georgia, they're just different, man. I don't know how else to say it. They're just different down there. <laughs> Ugh. That that's what happens. You face an SEC team, a really good one, a mad one too. I, you know, in the last episode when it was just me and Tyler uh, before the new year, uh, towards the end of the show when we were talking about the game, I said, uh, 
Georgia's going to be mad, <laughs> but I still think Michigan's going to cover, but watch out because Georgia might be mad after getting embarrassed by Alabama. And, oh, yeah, they came out. <laughs> they were ready to go. <laughs> so, yeah, you all know what happened in that game. The SEC happened. <laughs> and that's why we're getting an all-SEC um, national championship with Alabama and Georgia. But Gross. Well, I mean, it's probably going to be a really good game, I imagine. I hope so. I mean, like, yeah, you, you'd figure, but I just, I don't like the SEC. I'm sick of them. I don't know what we can do. <laughs> I don't know what we can do. I mean, you, you just look at that Michigan team. You look at that Cincinnati team, too. Those were two really talented football teams with NFL talent all over the place. Cincinnati and Michigan, yeah, they both got NFL talent all over the place, but they were completely outmatched. And that's that's just the SEC, man. <laughs> that's just the SEC. <sighs> See, this is why I just don't like college football as much as I like the NFL. But just because it's like it, you build the resume up and like th- these players get to just choose where they want to go. Like you know, it just I don't know. That's why I, I just could never get into college sports more than professional sports. It's just there's no draft. It's the same team that feels like every single year. Yeah. I I don't know how we take down these teams. It's not like there's a draft process where. You know, or you could you could sign players like free agency. It's not it's not like that. I mean, I guess well, now there's a transfer the, portal, so that's kind of spice portal. it up a little bit. Yeah, it has, and then you got the players could get paid now, so that that could help too. But yeah. I don't know, man. If if you have an offer to if you have an opportunity to go to Alabama or Georgia, or choose this is not a bad school, but like you have an opportunity to go to like I don't know, let's say Michigan or Michigan State. If you're guaranteed the same role in the team you're obviously going to choose alabama or georgia then come up to the midwest yeah it's just i I don't know man it's for the people who say they don't like college football because it's too regionalized i think is the term that they used this uh this national championship game is not going to help argue against that (laughs) but uh, i mean i don't know i I don't know what you could do to stop it you know if you really can't I see people say it all the time. You want to be the best, you got to beat the best. But I don't know how you can beat teams like Alabama and Georgia. Because, <laughs> again, Cincinnati and Michigan has NFL talent on offense and defense. But <laughs> they could compete. I that, don't know. That, that term works more for me in professional sports, too, than rather college sports. Because, again, you could still, you know, and I feel like there, there's more of a likely chance to improve your team in professional sports and it's in college sports. I think that's already been proven. Yeah. Tyler, since you're talking here, um, let's move into you now. We saw the results of that game. Was it a successful season still for Michigan? Oh, absolutely. It's still a successful season regardless of the results. I mean, I think you and Grant, you know, highlighted the the points or the moments that Michigan accomplished this season, and <clears throat> we shouldn't, like, look past that and just look at what happened in the most recent game because if you're doing that, that's just recency bias. Looking at the big picture, it's a successful season for what Michigan did because, you know, they, they put themselves on the map. They went to the college football playoffs. They went through the obstacles to, you know, make that game. It's a successful season. And just like what Grant said, this is now a moment where you gain experience and now the real question is, what do you do after this? How do you build off this successful season going into next year and going on to future years of the college football? I mean, this is just the start, and 
I think as a Michigan fan, you should be super optimistic because I think as far as high school players, I think they look at your school more respectfully too, just being at the game and having the season that you had. And I think we even saw, a, I, I don't know how, how you know good these guys are, but I, I believe that Michigan had one of the better recruiting classes after the Ohio State game, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, players take note of you having a successful season, taking down your rival, going to Indy and winning a Big Ten championship, and then playing in the college football playoffs. I mean, it's a more intriguing spot. Um, I, and, I, and I said it last time when they beat Ohio State, I think this is what, you know, they, they're really building a culture now, especially with, you know, the defensive side of the ball. Didn't show in that game, obviously, in New Year's Eve versus Georgia, but overall, I think Michigan's building a good culture. And, you know, this was step one of something that we've been waiting for a while, but we're here. And I just want to see them build off of this now going into these future seasons. Jim Harbaugh shut a lot of people up this year, including me. And that's why, like I said, that's why I still feel like this was a successful season for Michigan, despite the fact that they they were completely outplayed in this game. <laughs> despite that, this was still a successful season for you. But here's the thing. You have to keep going. Though... This was a successful season. You shut a lot of people up, including me. This can't be it, okay? The expectations are going to start getting higher, I guess, if you will. The expectations are going to start rising now, going forward. People are going to expect another win against Ohio State and another trip to Indy and another Big Ten title and another trip to the college football playoff. And if you can get that all done, especially the playoff, and this is the big thing that I want to trying to make clear here if you get back to the playoff that's all that's cool and all but if you have another game like you did this past new year's eve against georgia that can't happen (laughs) you know it's fine for this game it's fine for this year to have a game like that against georgia because you got there for the first time but if you get there again and you have another bad game like that then you know what's going to happen people nationally are going to be like, all right, they're going to put Michigan, honestly, in like, before Lincoln Riley left, the Oklahoma and the the Notre Dames of the country, where it's like, don't even let them in. They're just not even going to compete in the game. Like, that's what people would say about Oklahoma and Notre Dame. Don't even let them in. There's no point. They're going to get smoked. So I'm one of those people, too. Yeah, when, you can, when, if you when, get back to the playoff, you can't have another stinker like that. It's fine for this year because you got there for the first time. But if you get back there and you have another stinker, can't happen. Can't happen. Then, then hypothetically, that's when it would be like, all right, forget everything that happened getting to this point. That's, that's embarrassing. <laughs> you, you can't yeah. get smoked like that again. No, this was, like you said, this is year one of you getting there. You had a really good year. It's just, what do you do next now? Because you got to, mm-hmm. like you said, you got to go forward now. And that's what's the intriguing and excitement. Because I think there is something here. So I hope my my faith is, is turning into something in reality, hopefully. <laughs> I guess we'll see. But again, it it's a successful season this year. No one's denying that. The game was bad, but it was still a successful season. But now, <laughs> going forward, the expectations are going to get higher. We saw Jim Harbaugh Michigan team do it. Beat Ohio State, got to Indy, won the Big Ten, went to the playoff. We've seen it happen before. So the expectations, they're only going to grow higher and higher and higher. Do it again now. And I just wanted to let it be known that this is a good thing if you're a Michigan fan. Like, you want the oh, expectations yeah. high. Like, you want your sports teams to have the expectations high. You want them to have a standard. 
because I think if you're a Detroit sports fan, I think you've gone through enough of the rebuilding and having zero <laughs> expectation. It's so much more fun, but yet stressful to have expectations. But absolutely, this is a good. But this is a good spot if you're a Michigan fan. Oh, it's. I mean, would you, Tyler? Would you rather be in this spot or the spot that you've been in throughout the first number of years? Of- <laughs> No, it, it, I think that's more embarrassing when uh, people that are okay with mediocrity. It's like, oh, well, we we, we hey, nine wins. We, yeah, we will. We <laughs> got beat smoked Michigan by State Ohio State. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, oh yeah, we beat a bad Michigan State team though, but we got killed by Ohio State. Like, like that's embarrassing to me. Like, I don't understand how people like are content with that and don't want expectations. Sometimes it, I know people never will say they don't want expectations, but like people like the way they talk. Sometimes like, do you really want a good team? I I just don't know sometimes. Grant, what's your thoughts on me and Tyler talking about how getting smoked by Georgia this year is fine because it's the first time you got there and it's still overall, like we said, a successful season for Michigan. But if you do this again and get smoked in the playoff again, then it, then that is when it's like, okay, no, no, <laughs> that you can't have that happen again. What's your take on that? Do you agree or disagree with that argument for me and Tyler? Oh, yeah, it's kind of like my first rant said. Like, this was the one we dipped our toes in the water. Like, we just we jumped into the deep end of the pool without our floaties on for the first time. You're probably not going to swim. You're not going to swim well. And some teams do, And but most of the time, it doesn't work out. But that second time you jump in, you better know how to swim or there's going to be a heck of a lot less empathy for you. So, yeah, it's fine. Like, it's not fine to get throttled like that hurt a lot. No, that's not what we're saying. No, it's not. <laughs> right. It's not fine that Michigan got smoked in this game by Georgia, but you still had a successful season and at least you got there. Exactly. Like to go back to the pool analogy, you finally jumped in. You haven't, you've been swimming with floaties, swimming with floaties, not taking risks, not putting yourself out there. And then you go in and it's fine because you did it. But then, but like I said, like you can't just you can't make a habit of this, because whether you like it or not, there is a bias from the college football playoff committee. If you get smoked twice, they don't like that for numbers. They don't like that for ratings. They will remember you as the team that oh well, if we put them in, they're just gonna get smoked again. Yeah, it's like what and I said with Oklahoma and Notre Dame. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to be in that category. I mean, as obvious as that sounds, like if Michigan comes in as, let's just hypothetically say, a one-loss four seed next year, competing with other one-loss teams and maybe like a freak Cincinnati team or whatever group of five teams are coming up the pipeline, if they had more disgusting losses in the college football playoff on their resume, the committee, even though this group of five team got smoked too. The committee could be like, well, let's give this new team a chance. Let's, let's get some parody going. And I don't, I don't want to be overlooked because of past experiences. Overall for this conversation to kind of wrap it up here. I mean, I think, I think there's a good majority of Michigan fans who feel the same way that we do. And I'm not even a Michigan fan. Like I, brought up earlier kind of the comparison to my team Michigan State when we made the playoff a lot of people clowned us for our bad performance against Alabama but I always used to say hey especially Michigan fans hey we got there before you did when when, when did you get to the playoff oh yeah that's right 
So now, now we're even. Th- that game wasn't good, but hey, you got there. And I-, I feel like there's a lot of Michigan fans that will also feel that way. And I think the three of us are pretty much on the same page there too. And again, I'm not even a Michigan fan, but I still... You know, this is a good tie-in to when I brought up the Raiders earlier with Grant. I'm always going to give credit when it's due. And I think it's due here for Michigan. That wasn't a great performance against Georgia, but hey, it's Georgia. (laughs) Okay, it's the SEC. And at least you got there because that was something I thought I would never (laughs) see a Michigan Jim Harbaugh team do. I never thought I would see a Michigan Jim Harbaugh team do what they did this year. And regardless of how that Georgia game went... Hey, you got there, and you did a lot of, for Michigan fans, a lot of exciting things this year. One last thing that I want to talk about here, and then we'll get out of here. There's another conversation being had after the Georgia-Michigan game, and it was regarding Aiden Hutchinson, who we all know is probably going to go either number one or two overall in the upcoming draft. Now, it's really early (laughs) to be doing draft talk, but... It's interesting that there were people after that game talking about how Aiden's performance in that game, it was a it was a quiet game for not just Michigan, but Aiden Hutchinson too. There's a lot of people saying, oh, well, he's not going number one now. He's, he's, his draft stock is going to start falling after that game against Georgia. Look what he did in his biggest game of the season. He's not my number one pick. So, Tyler, I know it's really early, but just really quickly, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this whole conversation I mean right now do you think Aiden Hutchinson's performance against Georgia impacted him going number one overall and it is important to talk about because guess who's very likely going to have the number two pick in the draft the Lions will probably Mm -hmm. have the number two pick Jacksonville Mm -hmm. probably sits at one as as long as they don't do anything crazy and win a game (sighs) next Sunday versus the Colts which which I'd I'd be stunned (laughs) I I would be stunned if they even show up for that game but (laughs) but no like seriously I I thought I was interested to see people having this conversation and even I tweeted on Sunday night all the Lions are guaranteed a top two pick one of these two and I posted a picture of Kayvon Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchinson one of these two is going could be a lion and there were some people who replied to me and they're like no I don't want I don't want Hutchinson. He didn't show up in that game. Give me Kayvon Thibodeau. Or people saying Kyle Hamilton, too. So, like, I'm just curious really quickly, Tyler. What's your whole take on that? Do you think Aiden's draft stock fell at all? No, no. I think that's just recency bias kicking in, honestly, at its highest. (laughs) Just forgetting and dismissing everything the guy has done all season. (laughs) Exactly. He was in the Heisman race. Finished second. Went to New York for the Heisman uh, ceremony. Finished second. Finished second in the Heisman racing. And we're going to dismiss that all because I can't even say it was a bad game. I mean, the whole team played bad in general. And you just give credit to Georgia. Dude, it's Georgia. (laughs) It's the SEC. Georgia just really minimized it. They They didn't let him affect the game. That's just really good coaching and Mm -hmm. a really good game plan that they came into. I mean, they held him a couple times, so they were definitely – he was definitely circled in the game plan when, you know, they were game planning for Michigan. I mean, he's still the biggest concern, even though he didn't get the big sack. That still says a lot, too. Or the big moment. I think that's what people are just looking for. And I I don't think they're actually looking at all the small details that actually went into it of him not having a big game. Just because he didn't have the sexy numbers or the sexy sack – doesn't mean he was terrible in that game. I'm not saying he was great, but he was not as bad as as I'm hearing that he was in, in that game. 
I still think he's a guaranteed top five pick. Yeah, it listen, it wasn't a great game for Michigan, period. <laughs> and, you know, Hutchinson, he was quiet in that game. I think I saw he had, I think it was one quarterback pressure in that entire game, and not a good PFF grade either. It wasn't a great game, but that doesn't impact my opinion on him at all. If Aiden Hutchinson ended up being the Lions pick at very likely number two, in this upcoming draft, I'm going to be so happy because <laughs> the Lions need a pass rusher. And Aiden Hutchinson, I, I looked up a couple mock drafts on Monday. There are still sites out there saying, yeah, I mean, despite that, he's still our number one guy right now. It's early, but he's still our number one guy right now. So we still have so much time. We still have the we combine, do. We do. Pro days we do. Like, combine. Yeah. yeah. We, we're we're going to have sleepers, but I. I just don't see a world where Aiden Hutchinson's not a top five pick in April. Unless an injury happens, which... Well, hopefully you know, knock, not. not but... Knock on wood. Like, you know, yeah, as yeah. long as the medicals check out, I just don't see a scenario where he falls out of the top five. And I would assume his medicals are fine if he felt, like, if he, you know, felt comfortable playing in the playoff game. Because I know it's a little different with it being a playoff game, but we saw a lot of um, upcoming players entering the draft you know, just sit out the bowl games. I think you saw, especially in that Michigan State game, you saw Kenny Pickett, the starting quarterback for Pittsburgh, and then obviously, Walker. yeah, your guys, uh, your boy, Kenneth Walker. So, I mean, you know, he, he played in that Georgia game, and he really didn't need to, honestly. Like, I know that game is a little more important than just a regular bowl game, obviously, but if he was looking for his, you know, long-term jeopardy, he, he really didn't have to play in that game. I still think he would guarantee himself a top-five pick, honestly. Yeah, I mean, we could have a whole conversation about that, but me personally, that that game did not impact my thoughts on Aiden Hutchinson. <laughs> He's still a beast, and if he ended up being the Lions pick, very likely on number two, I'd still be very happy. Um, now, I mean, again, it's still really early. We don't know what Jacksonville's going to do. I mean, honestly, they need an offensive lineman more than they need a pass rusher. So and they, there's an offensive lineman. They too. should probably look at what's his name, Evan, Evan Neal. Neal. Yeah, they Mario. should. They should honestly consider looking at him maybe more than Kayvon Thibodeau or Aiden Hutchinson. But eh, it, it's still really early. I just wanted to get your quick thoughts on that because again. I, I did see that after the Michigan Georgia game. Oh, I'm not taking him number two or number one. Uh, he didn't play well in the game he needed to. It's like okay, I heard first, overrated. I heard uh, overrated. Yeah, like, you know. Okay, first of all, it's Georgia, and second of all, like <laughs> no one played well on Michigan. Man, like ah, uh, uh, I don't know. But anyway, to wrap up the program here again. Still a successful season for Michigan, if you ask me. And I'm not even a Michigan fan saying that. The game wasn't good, but still a successful season. Jim Harbaugh did a lot of things this year that I did not think he was going to do ever at Michigan. So, tip my hat to Michigan. But, hey, this can't be the only year, okay? The expectations are going to start rising. And Michigan fans like Grant and Tyler, they're going to start expecting more of this. And especially in the playoff. If you get back there... It's fine this year, but going forward, can't have games like that again. But nonetheless, gentlemen, good show this week. Um, I think that's going to wrap it up for today. That was really the only topic I wanted to talk about. Uh, usually the first show after the New Year is when we do our like Lions wrap-up and playoff preview in the NFL, but we still got one more week left <laughs> because of the new, uh, the whole 
week 18 thing so and we had a good college football team this year good uh, at least we had you know we had good fun yeah we had college football to talk about this year this yeah. late this year yeah i'll take that over you know bad college football teams <laughs> yeah, we have to stop talking about them after like october <laughs> jeez yeah yeah but anyway um as i teased earlier in the program next week instead of this week when it usually would be but now that there's a week 18 next week we'll wrap up our final thoughts on the Lions season and do a little playoff preview. That should be interesting, especially if the uh, the Vegas Raiders, Grant's Vegas Raiders, get in there. Right, Grant? Ooh. Oh, you, yeah. Are you going to be okay on Sunday night? No. No. <laughs> um, win or lose, win or lose, it's going to be oh, – you know how the Raiders are. They're the cardiac kids. They just – they can't let me just relax and win a game. This upcoming Sunday is going to be great for me. We've got the Lions at one. We're going to beat the Packers. Go Lions! Uh, we're going to officially land the number two overall pick, which I'm very happy with. Then at the four o'clock window, I'm going to watch the Rams and Matthew Stafford win the NFC West. Right, Tyler? Absolutely. Yeah. And then at eight o'clock Sunday night football, we're going to see the Raiders get into the playoffs. Right, Tyler? <laughs> can I? Can I, should I tell my predictions? <laughs> <laughs> no, I. We have similar predictions. Oh, yeah, Raiders win. There we go. Raiders win. <laughs> Raiders by a mile. Forget the coin. Raiders win. All right. Goodbye, everybody. We're gonna wrap this show up here. Grant, Tyler, thank you for stopping by. Good show this week for Grant and Tyler and my entire crew that didn't make it this week. Uh, Eli, Mike, and Jay. My name's Tony Nabrowski. Thank you all for listening. Happy New Year. Hope you all had a very happy, safe, healthy holiday season and New Year. We'll catch you all in the next episode.